Hello and welcome to Tech Talks Madonna Season 3, Episode 8. Our guest today is Patty. In this episode, we dive into the fascinating world of artificial intelligence and tech leadership with Patty. Atlanted Venezuelan expatriate living in Scotland. With an impressive background in computer science and artificial intelligence and over two decades of experience in the tech industry. I compare my career with other, uh, let's say maybe women that they decided to follow another path. Mm. And they obviously they can reach um, their goals uh, earlier on. Mm -hmm. So, but you really need to just understand like, okay, everyone has their own paths their own timing and it doesn't matter maybe you are 32 and you are a technical director and I became a technical leader at 42 it doesn't matter it doesn't matter Patty currently holds the role of tech lead at Charles River Laboratories tune in to hear about Patty's journey in AI her dedication to knowledge sharing and the exciting talks and technical workshop she conducts, covering a wide range of technologies and AI-related topics. So today I'm wearing a red head wrap. I know, today I'm not looking very beautiful, but party is looking stunning. I have my <laughs> headphones on and I have a New York, um, New York sweater. Like, it's a small hoodie, but it's nice. On my nails, I have um, purple, I think. No, I have burgundy nail polish which I like and that's me how about oh, you buddy amazing. well I don't I don't have any nail polish I should because I, I and I love the color that you chose um so let me see I'm wearing um mm -hmm. very very colorful uh we call these jumpers here in the UK but it's like a sweater as well I guess um mm -hmm. I'm wearing my hair um it's, it's long it's black but I'm not, I don't dye my hair, so I have some gray hairs uh, over it's there. It's so beautiful. I love them, to be honest. I love them, and I'm happy to be free of that. Uh, I, I respect every mm -hmm. woman and every decision to dye her, her, their hair or not, but I don't mm -hmm. dye my hair. So, and yeah. I just want to say, you look stunning. Oh, thank you. You're also <laughs> stunning. Thank you so much. You're so kind. Okay, so Patty, please introduce yourself. Yeah, uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Uh, as I was telling you offline, uh, I have heard so much about you and all the amazing work that you're doing for, for the communities. Uh, so it's, it's really a, a pleasure for me to be here. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, uh, my name is Patty O'Callaghan. I have a very Irish name, but mm -hmm. I am actually from Venezuela, from South America. And I moved to Scotland six years ago. Um, I live in Glasgow with my husband and my kids. I have teenagers. I'm a mom of two teenagers. They're driving me crazy, but they're good kids, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, what I did, uh, my background education is in computer science in the field of artificial intelligence. And um, it's funny because when I when I studied AI was not as popular as it is right now. It mm. was very, very different environment all around the world uh, regarding AI. 
And what I did back, back then, uh, I really wanted to join the workforce and I started my career as a web developer. And I have been working in web development for 20 years, a little bit, a little bit more than that. And um, now I'm working, I'm the tech lead of um, the, the web team at Charles River Laboratories. And I do a bunch of stuff uh, for the community. So I'm an organizer at GDG Glasgow. Ooh. I am also a Women Tech Makers Ambassador, just like yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, amazing, amazing community. Very recently, I also joined uh, the Google Developer Experts community. As Welcome. A... Yes. That's amazing. So yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I just joined um, as a machine learning GDE, and I do a bunch of, um, I, I go to a lot of conferences as a speaker, I run workshops, uh, and I mostly talk about web machine learning, which is a topic that I absolutely love because it's like a combination of what, what's my passion, which is AI, and that's what I study at, at uni and what i have been doing professionally which is web development so web machine learning is like the perfect combination and yeah i have been doing a bunch of um talks online talks conferences workshops uh so yeah that's mainly it oh and i forgot something very important please go on the thing that i absolutely love to do which mm -hmm. is i run a code club at my local school, a coding club. And I absolutely love it. Um, it's part of the Raspberry Pi Foundation. And I go there one hour per week and I teach kids how to code between 10 and 16 years old uh, at my kids' school, actually. And it's been amazing. And we're doing a bunch of machine learning stuff. Uh, some of them has been speakers uh at uh Debfest in Glasgow in London they're doing amazing stuff so I absolutely love that so that's me <laughs> wow okay so I'm just gonna sum it up sum it up with one word and I think you're a superwoman <laughs> that is amazing stuff that you're doing and yeah. I'm so proud of you and also welcome to the GD community I feel like the GD community also has been so great and so good and also it really helps you as a person, like continue doing what you love to do. And again, I just want to applaud you for the work you're doing with the kids. That's amazing too. And you've really inspired me too, because I feel like that is something I should start doing for a school near me, probably that my kids go to, because I think that's a pretty good idea. And I can really maybe inspire the small kids there to get the passion of jumping into software on even programming my son loves hardware I did mention he wants to be a hardware engineer so I can imagine Ras Raspberry Pi like being a good place to start right yes yes I would recommend you you can go to codeclub.org mm -hmm. and, and you can join as a volunteer and you can find there uh, all of the resources they nice. they will give you support there are several tracks some of them are related to to hardware uh, the kids, like, they can learn uh, in, like, there's a Python track, another one H with, with HTML, CSS, JavaScript. They can start from the very beginning and then building up, start to build up the, 
their skills is amazing. There is a project just just to give you an idea because uh, another thing that is amazing is that you get to see how talented these kids are, and they really blow my mind every day. It's like uh, sometimes they ask me questions like, "Patty, how do I do this?" Uh, I've been doing this, and they show me what they're doing, and I'm like, um, um, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know what, next, give me a week, next week I will come back with an answer, because they're like, I have a kid that they had, he presented um, mm -hmm. a, a workshop on Unity, wow. and he, he created a game, and he's 12. And if you see the presentation, like he was speaking in our mm -hmm. IO extended event in front of a bunch of in engineers, the engineers were asking questions. He was explaining how he did the physics of the game, mind blowing. And there is an, a very interesting project that maybe your your son will be interested in, in participating. It's, it's just about to start, mm -hmm. which is uh, they register and they, um, they have to write some code that runs on a version of a Raspberry Pi in the International Space Station. Wow. So I have this bunch of kids mm -hmm. and they receive a certificate with the, of course, they have to check some conditions like requirements for mm -hmm. the software that is going to be run. It's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. And they receive this certificate uh, with a map. And, mm -hmm. and they pinpoint where the International Space Station was like uh, passing over Earth and the exact time mm -hmm. where their code was run. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, um, I, I I don't know about you, Madonna, but I have never, like, I have never written any code that has been run in space. And these kids are already doing that. Wow. <laughs> It's okay. amazing. That is amazing. And I've taken that to note and I will definitely, definitely share with my son because I know he's pretty interested. So thank you for sharing that. And also other moms that are listening, if you have kids, please look into that. Now, let's jump into the questions. And I have I know you have a pretty good background. So I'm gonna start the questions now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With a background in computer science and artificial intelligence, right? You've had a remarkable career spanning over two decades, which is amazing. Now, could you share some highlights or pivotal moments that have shaped your journey in the tech industry? Yes, of course. Um, well, I, 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 I guess I have to start with the very beginning. Yeah. And I was a little girl and um, my dad was a science fiction fan. And I started reading these books of Isaac Asimov and the stories about robots. And I absolutely like fell in love with robots, AI and stuff. And then I had computers at home very, very early on. So, and this was way before the internet. And um, so I started like to learning how to code by myself. I started with basic and then uh, it just, I just knew that I wanted to to be a computer scientist. I joined uni. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I started my career um, even when I was studying in uni. Uh, I will say pivotal moments. Um, the thing is that I, I had my kids and this happens to a lot of women. Mm -hmm. I had to stop my career. Uh, so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to take mm -hmm. care of my kids. My husband is a medical doctor, so he's on the hospital all the time. 
he was doing his residency back then so I really had to stop mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be present for my kids mm -hmm. so my career kind of you know stopped yeah. uh, then I returned mm -hmm. to my career again and it, it, it went really great but then um, all the political and economical situation in my country in Venezuela uh, got really bad got um, I'm sure you might have heard about it. And then we decided to to leave uh, Venezuela. And then when I moved to the UK, now my kids are now, you know, teenagers. They can go and walk to the school by themselves. Uh, I don't have to be like, oh, wake up, you have to go to school. And uh, they're more independent. Yeah, and my career has been uh, growing up, like growing mm -hmm. and progressing in a, in, a, in an amazing way. And I'm very, I'm very lucky to work in Charles River. They have been so supportive. Mm -hmm. um, they trust me. I have uh, this leadership leadership role. Uh, I'm the only woman that is a tech leader right now, mm -hmm. but I'm working. Uh, into you know bringing more uh women into leadership roles technical leadership roles in the company yeah. and then another something that really really changed my life for mm -hmm. the better yeah. was joining the google community programs i really really can't mm -hmm. thank them enough i joined the first one that i joined was the women developer academy mm -hmm. and since then it has been just amazing mm -hmm. uh, then i joined the google Deve uh, google developer group glasgow mm -hmm. then women tech makers now i'm a gde uh, i'm speaking in a lot of conferences all around europe it's, it's been crazy and and it's been really amazing and exciting yeah you know what? There's something that you mentioned that really, really resonated with me, which is the fact that when you got your kids, you, your career had to stop. And that's the same thing that really happened to me. And I feel like many moms, I've spoken to many moms so far, and most of them, it's a similar story where your career stops. But to me, you're also a testament of we can really regain our career back even after taking care of our kids, because that's what I did too. Like, yes, I had my kids. Kids now are bigger. They're not teenagers yet, which I'm like, oh my God, you already made it. Minds are still little. I have an eight-year-old and a seven-year-old. So still, oops, yeah, no. I mean, I have to wake them up from the bed. Like, hey, it's time to go to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's amazing how you just brought it up. And it really resonated with me. And I know it, it will resonate with other women out there. So the point being, even though you got your kids, definitely you can indeed have a successful career after and I'm so happy that you shared that with us because it's something that we need to hear from time to time because people believe if you have kids you cannot have a successful career or if you have kids you're done you'll never be able to do it but look at us we are doing it and we're making it out here you're traveling speaking in all these conferences I applaud you <laughs> yeah it can, it can definitely be done but yeah. yes, uh, and, and it's very fulfilling. But on the other hand, you see, uh, I'm going to be 45 next month. Mm -hmm. So I compare, I, I compare my career with other, uh, let's say, maybe women that they decided to follow another path. Mm -hmm. And they obviously they can reach 
um, their goals uh, earlier on. Mm -hmm. So, but you really need to just understand like, okay, everyone has their own paths, their own timing, and it doesn't matter. Maybe you are 32 and you are a technical director and I became a technical leader at 42. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. I like that word because I feel like yeah. the biggest also kill of joy is comparison because yes. many of us are trying to compare with, with others. For instance, if you see me being doing all the speaking and doing all the talks and being here and here, you want to be like me, but our parts are all different. And yes. I always believe in the point where we all follow our own parts and it's okay to be where you are and be content with where you are. So I love you again for sharing that. That's amazing. I mean, that is a very good point that we all need to hear it from time to time. And in fact, I'm going to plug in a book by a great friend of mine. She's called Shalmina Babai Abji. She talks about sharing your worth. It's a pretty amazing book. So if you're looking for, another, for a book to motivate you to check it out, it's amazing. It's actually the, the subtitle is Eight Intentional Strategies for Women to Emerge Leaders at Work. Because I feel like what you mentioned was very nice. Somebody might become a tech lead at 32. And maybe you become a tech lead at 45 and you're comparing and thinking, wow, they got there earlier than me. Maybe I'm not good, doing good. But no, that's not how it should be. It should be you appreciating where you are and your different path and progress. And you know. And look at you, you're winning right now. You're a GD, you're a Women Tech Makers Ambassador. Mm -hmm. Like Google endorses you to become an expert in their field. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was honestly uh, a stressful application. I was so stressed. It is. Uh, it it's is, not right? an easy because I think in Android, we, we do four interviews. So it, it, it's intense. So yeah. I do believe for people to get into the expert program, it's really worth it because it's not an easy process. You're right. Yeah, you, you have to show that, you know, uh, about the technology that you will be representing. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's not an easy process, but, you know, uh, during the, the, the each of the interviews, um, you know, the people that talk to you, they're, they're really, really nice people. They understand that maybe you're a little bit, you know, mm -hmm. nervous or anxious. And it, it was a, a smooth process. I mm -hmm. think I was... Um, you know, overreacting a little bit with my anxiety, but it was it was great. I'm pretty excited. I just joined, and I can't wait to see uh, how can I contribute to the program. And um, and yeah, let's see how it goes. I just want to mention you did not overreact because isn't that all of us though when we have interviews? Yeah, exactly. You get a, a little bit nervous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I want to ask you something a little bit personal here. And it's something that you've mentioned about you coming from Venezuela, right? So as someone originally from Venezuela, now living in Scotland, right? How has your diverse cultural background influenced your approach to technology and mentoring? And are there any unique perspective you bring to the table? Yeah, I think it's, it's very important, especially because right now and 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 is is even bigger after the pandemic and 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 every everyone moving to more to remote working environments the teams are so diverse like in my team i have people from lithuania people from venezuela people from ireland from france from from here the scottish people so uh is is it's just 
and, and in AI, that is also important, like in every kind of software that you're developing, mm -hmm. uh, bringing all that diversity mm -hmm. is, is so good for the dynamic of the team, for the for the software that you're writing. You can think about, you know, use cases that maybe other people, they just don't have that in their minds. So yeah, I think that's what I, what I bring. Um, one thing that has been, is very, uh, and maybe you already noticed is that, you know, Latin people were very outgoing. So for me, being that outgoing, has been really helpful. Uh, it's been really helpful for, for being a speaker. It's been really helpful to reach uh, the, the, the technical leader position because uh, I'm not afraid to speak up. I might be talking with the CTO of the company and I feel very comfortable. Um, so that is something that, and, and I believe that I have that because I'm Latina and oh. we tend to be we tend to be outgoing. So that has been really helpful, I guess. Nice. I mean, I, I like the way you, you said it so well that you're outgoing and you're really enjoying just being out there, speaking to other people. It's amazing. And it really wants me to ask a follow-up question on your me mentorship, Ryan. How's mentorship like? Can you tell us more about that, that if you're doing any mentoring? Yes, I do a lot of mentoring. I also did a, a, a program in Google uh for for mentoring women nice. um yeah i do a lot of mentoring um a lot of girls they reach out to me women that maybe um, they are part of the events that i that i attend or we do a lot of online um you know workshops and and boot camps in gdg glasgow so they reach out to ask me uh from technical um guidance or guidance or you know, maybe they're just leaving uni and they want me to have a look at their CV, tell them about, to think about, prepare for the interviews. Then, of course, I mentor the kids. Um, so, yeah, I do a lot of mentoring all the time and I love it. And I also have mentors because I also need mentoring. That a lot is so of time. <laughs> yes, a lot of the time. Um, I think you never stop learning. So it's good to pass along the knowledge, but to also be open to the knowledge that you also need to have and to receive. 100% agree. Now, I want to shift the gear a little bit and ask you about a little bit of AI because I know you are in the AI field. And I want to ask you, in your view, what are some key skills or qualities that aspiring AI professionals should cultivate to excel in this rapidly changing field? Well, uh, I know that the technical part obviously is very important and and I bet that any AI professional uh, should know that as as we have to you know work on our knowledge and keep on 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 you know learning if you're developing for mobile or any any kind of software um but there are two important things uh one is um you know it's very hard to to be aware of everything that is happening around AI because it's going so, so fast. It has accelerated so much in the last year that it can you can become anxious. Actually, I saw a paper by a psychology group and they were the paper was about the anxiety that AI people working in AI and AI researchers 
are feeling because you cannot keep up. You cannot read all of the papers that are coming out and all of the tools. So I guess it's just focus on an area and 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 um, try to deal with that. And the other part that is absolutely important is to um, read all that they can about responsible AI, all that they can about the ethical side of AI. It's very important to um, to be like to read everything that is happening with all of the regulation that the countries are working on. The European one is huge, and that is very important because it's going to influence all all over the world how uh, countries and governments uh, are going to deal with all of these AI waves that is happening. Uh, I know the U.S. is working in in one. That is, that is huge as well right now. So that is very important. Be aware of the regulations and the legislation because um, that might, it's, it's obviously is going to impact the work that they're doing. They have to make changes and so on. And be very aware, study, read uh, as much as you can about responsible AI. What is that we have to keep in mind to, to make all of this technology to be beneficial for the humankind, you know, for not um, avoid, you know, marginalizing uh, people because this technology is very powerful. It can really have a bad impact in, in, in certain, um, you know, group of people. So that's, that's the most important advice that I would give to them. Wow. I mean, I think that is the best advice I've ever heard because that's a very good point because I've realized most of the time we want to even ask coders, like you're not even working in AI. You just want to push features, features, features without even going back to test what you're actually pushing. Because most of the time our product people, I mean, I have nothing against our product people, but product people want to see the product out there. And if they don't put that ethical eye on it in the beginning we can really end up with a bad system where it's dangerous for everybody so you're right I think having that sit back and look back at what you're building the pace at which you're building that are we including them the ethics like things you've mentioned it's very important so thank you so much for sharing that I really really appreciate that now finally I wanted to ask you this question because I know it's AI is your fun topic can you yeah. tell us your favorite topic in AI right now <laughs> the one that you would give a talk right now if you were invited to give a talk and you're like this is my favorite topic <laughs> Uh, I absolutely love web machine learning. I love everything that's going on around web machine learning, of course. Uh, generative AI is the hot topic right now. But um, yeah, I love uh, all of the all of the progress that uh, and all of the cool things that we can do with web machine learning. So I think that's that's like what I really like. And I also like to 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 speak a lot about responsible AI. It's also something that I, I really enjoy because it's important. And, and as you said, it's, it's very easy for us to, we can have the best intentions uh, creating a product, but we really have, uh, you know, uh, biases that we don't even realize. And maybe yeah, you, you don't mean it, but you can be, um, you mm -hmm. know, affecting negatively a group of people. So yeah, 
I think You're what machine learning is what I love. Oh, amazing. I mean, I'm not done with machine learning, but that sounds pretty cool. You mentioned something very important about we might be doing it even without knowing. And I just realized recently I was playing around with a model and I was just asking the model to just show me a picture of cool restaurant servers, you know, like people who are serving the restaurant. And the pictures were not very clear. They were very distorted, but I could see when I searched good restaurant let's say Salvas, it gave me a very picture of a very fancy woman, fair color, beautiful and all that. But when I asked it to give me a picture of a bad server in a restaurant, it gave me a very picture of a not fair person, like a darker skinned person. I was like, yeah. okay, that's what yeah, we're talking yeah. about right now. Like it's a model that people are using, but how do we calculate that this is how a bad server should be perceived, you know? So definitely a very good point to have in mind and also something to consider for everybody that's building for AI. So thank you so much for pushing that forward and also advocating for that because I think we will need more people advocating for it to be fair, even though you're developing it too, which is also amazing. So, wow, thank you so much, Patty. It's been amazing having you here today mm-hmm. and also being able to speak to you. And I can't wait for your episode to be out. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Madonna. And I hope that we're going to invite you to come and, and do an a, a online interview with us at GDG Glasgow. It will be awesome. Oh my goodness. Yes. I, I mean, let's do this. I love Women Take Makers um, ambassador talks, especially the um, April 1st one where we have the International Women's Day. How about I come to International Women's Day to Glasgow? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> That will be an honor. Actually, we have Women Tech Makers in Scotland. And this year oh. we had our very first conference and it was it was really amazing. So to have you, of course, we would love to have you. Okay, that's the plan. Let's plan that's for that. That's right. a deal, yeah. So I'm coming to okay. Scotland amazing. for okay. Women Tech Makers Ambassador. Yeah, because I think that's in April. So it gives me yes. also a lot of time to plan in advance. And then I can be there to Let's make it happen. It will yeah. be awesome. It will be such an honor to have you here. And you will love Scotland. It's a beautiful country. Oh, I can tell. I mean, I, <laughs> I'm all, I just want to make a joke about something that I've noticed. I know it from time to time, people might not know where some parts of the world is. So I bought a map like in our house. So we have a big map with all the countries. And then I show my kids, this is where we're going to go. This is where we're going to go. And then it, it's fun because now amazing. they get to know where countries yeah. are. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, I sometimes I get confused. Me too. So it yeah. was easier to just have a map. So I'm pretty excited and I can start planning for Scotland. And Amazing. Then if we can plan it also during like the spring break, I can bring my kids and my family. <laughs> that will be awesome. I, that will be amazing. There, There's a lot of, uh, and that's a very, very beautiful, Um, mm-hmm. you know, um. sometimes I translate from Spanish to English and, and, I, and I'm a mess. Totally, okay. It's a beautiful month. To, to come and visit because the weather is nice uh is everything is very beautiful so yeah it will be great let's make I'll it follow. happen yes i'll follow up with you on that <laughs> thank you so much so if thank you're listening you. i'm coming to scotland april next year yes. Yes, amazing <laughs> that's thank great you so thank you so much, much for having me it, it was really fun so was yeah. Fun. yeah hope that we can meet up soon <laughs>